Hey, this is Rob. Hey, this is Dan. You're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan. Today, we are talking about one of the best rock songs of all time. Oh, man. It is the best. We'll talk about this, but I'm already just going to go ahead and say it. It's the best. The best rock song that's ever been written and recorded and, and that I've heard. <laughs> uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce, introduce it? This is um, your pick for the week. Yeah, it is my week. So the song is Carrie by Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's Everlong uh, by the Foo Fighters. Although Carrie yeah. is not a bad song. Not the best by far. But I, I, can, I can listen to it. But today we're talking about Everlong by Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Definitely one of the... Uh, one of the best. I know that you would make the argument for the best. Um, it is an arguable statement. Um, it's really good. It's a subjective statement. In yeah. my opinion, it is the best rock song. Like I said, that I've heard. Maybe somebody else has written one in their basement that <laughs> you know I've never heard. That's just fucking bananas. Awesome, but. Um, to, that that my ears have listened to that's kind of a big statement because there are a lot of really good songs um, yeah there are that is also a good statement yeah there are a lot i mean of good that's songs. that's not subjective i think that's fact <laughs> there are a lot of really good songs Do somebody to tried to, to prove that wrong here let's listen to a smidgen of it for yeah. those people that have never heard the song ever <laughs> out of the five people that are listening if there are any of you that have never heard everlong here it is here we some go some of it yeah i'm not gonna play the whole thing no it's everlong oh yeah so good it does it just starts out it's just kind of perfect that that's fucking cool <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it's actually really hard to sing. Yeah. Um, I can imagine it's not in a anyone's range, really. It's just it's like a weird range. It's really quiet, uh-huh. and I think that it's it like the music's actually pretty loud. There's no like it doesn't really like get uh-huh. quieter. Um, but then you're singing like this very it's like talking mellow, almost. yeah, like quiet, mellow, fairly low register vocal line, and we've played around with you know covering that song a million times mm. and every time i'm like i can barely hear myself yeah. it's hard to like sing that quiet and stay on key and uh i don't know i would say a lot of people are like dave Grohl sucks as a singer and they're not technically wrong all the time <laughs> but uh you know he's just a yeller or whatever but um, yeah. and I, I mean i love him don't get me wrong but like uh that one's actually kind of impressive because it's I don't know because it's quiet and I've heard him do it live and they're pretty yeah decent it's really good live I mean it's been twenty years since I've seen him live but I mean I remember them being good yeah and I've definitely heard a lot of bands sound bad live I think on the record though he doubles his vocals right or like oh yeah oh yeah like multiple tracks yeah. to make it feel thicker 
I don't think he has. I don't think I've ever heard a Foo Fighters song where it's not like, like obviously doubled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just sounds like it sounds like an effect on his voice. And I think mm-hmm. there a lot of people probably just assume that. And I mean, that's totally fine. But um, it just gives it like a thicker. Yeah, it's got like cor- a chorus, chorus effect. Chorus pedal feel yeah. to yeah. it. Um, yeah, that was something I was going to say is he's not. He's not one of my favorite singers um, in most, most songs, um, I feel like. I mean, I like it. He's not one of my favorite lyricists. He's not like, and I mean, as most of the music that I like, it doesn't really like fit the mold as far as like very emotional vocals. Like I like to hear that somebody's feeling what they're singing. You know, mm-hmm. and I like a upper register, like kind of high voice chorus. Um, he doesn't really do. It. I mean, this song though, I feel like does that, and mm-hmm. and I think it works for the way that he's singing. You know, I don't know if that makes yeah. sense, but no, it totally does. There are other I songs think... where you know, I I don't. Yeah, it doesn't like like it feels like it should have more like like stressful vocals behind it and it's kind of like yeah but this one feels like it should sound like that um everlong's cool in the fact that it's weird because foo fighters to me man this is gonna sound like i don't mean this is a negative thing they Mm -hmm. are like just kind of a normal rock band Mm -hmm. that really just know their place and know how to like do it right and yeah i've never nothing that they've ever done has ever been like impressive to me or like stand out it's all just like good rock songs you know yeah. and i think dave Grohl. i can't, obviously can't speak for dave Grohl, but like <laughs> based on watching him for freaking 30 years now mm-hmm. and um seeing him in interviews and stuff i think he would kind of say the same thing um yeah you know just his personality he'd probably just say like we just we just try to make, you know, decent rock songs. And like mm-hmm. um his attitude has never changed. He's always been basically the same. And um this song though is kind of like a weird standout in that it's um it's actually like I would say it is like more extraordinary than um, you know, their other stuff. They have a handful of like stuff that stands out to me, but this is definitely, I mean, just like far and above. Yeah, I feel else. like from the first chord hit to the last one it doesn't doesn't really let up you know mm-hmm. it builds in a way that like uh, for me like i feel it the whole time and yeah. and i can't say that about any like really a lot of other songs like there are cool parts to a lot of songs i mean some of the best the best freaking songs like stairway to heaven fucking great <laughs> song um but like the coolest parts the end you yeah. know like like this song this is a this is a statement. This song is better than Stairway to Heaven, I think. <laughs> um and uh, there's just not many songs that do that for me. That it's just like shit, every part of the song is is perfect. It's one of those songs too that is like I equate it to like <laughs> to like Tombstone the movie. Like mm-hmm. if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And if the song comes on, I'm going to listen to it. Like there are songs that I love um, by Nirvana, by Foo Fighters, by lots of bands that I don't always listen to them. Like if they come on, I'm like, eh, I don't mm-hmm. feel like it. You know, if Everlong comes on, it doesn't matter if I'm in like 
a chill mood. Like if I'm having one of those Bob Marley days where it's sunny out and I'm like, <laughs> I'm listening to freaking boat music, you know? Um, if Everlong comes on, <laughs> if Everlong comes on, I'm going to listen to it. Um, yeah. It fits in any playlist in my opinion. And uh, the, uh, I mean, lately uh, I'm on like this weird musical voyage i don't even know what the hell's going on with me but like all i listen to is electronic music now <laughs> it's because of and, the vaccine um, yeah and uh i don't listen to anything like rock or pop or i mean yeah. i was listening to like some stuff we were talking about before like michael kimonuka and black pumas and stuff but i'm not even listening to that anymore it's like all like bleeps and bloops yeah. um for me lately and <laughs> like synth wave still, volume seven totally 100 <laughs> percent. i literally am listening to synth wave you know volume two um uh, fm 1984 is one of my favorite bands at the moment um, oh well i've never heard of them but they're fantastic <laughs> they're not that's not good it's just I, I don't know why i like it um but uh but even still with all of that with uh with being um surrounding myself with you know synthesizers and electronic music like and really only wanting to listen to that lately you pop this song in and I'm just like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I do think there's those songs that, that make you feel a certain way and it's hard to even articulate what that feeling is. I mean, sometimes it's not, but with this one, it's just like, like you're saying, like I could be full on like Beethoven mode and like <laughs> this song, I hear the song and I'm just like, got to sing along. Yeah. Got to play along or whatever. And it's, it's also there's a good measure for me for a lot of songs to to know if I truly love it or if it's uh, one of those, you know, fleeting or just like or just one of those mm -hmm. songs where I'm just kind of like okay with it. And one of those measures for me is when I sit down with a guitar, like not plugged in, just like an electric and I'm just noodling uh -huh. and I like I can play and kind of like hum, you know, kind of quietly just to like in my room, you know, sing. Um, if it's one of those songs, then I know it's like good because I just enjoy, I feel good playing it. And this is definitely yeah. one of those songs. I've never been able to play it, whether it be guitar or drums. <laughs> Can't play it at all. Um, I actually sat down because, I mean, expanding out from just the song, this album is mm. like pretty fantastic album. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was, I was just like just a couple hours ago trying to play along to some of it and i was like uh never mind <laughs> can't try to do hey johnny park can't oh yeah that. that's a good one man it this is a really this good one color in the shape was still dave Grohl doing all of it right i think so pretty sure it was i'm not positive on that i, I should have done a little more research than i did which i'm pretty zero. sure taylor hawkins didn't come in until uh well he played live obviously but i don't think he started playing on the albums until um the one by one, like one by one album. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when he started. I mean, that could be. I don't know. That could be fact checked hard. I'm not I'm sure. sure. Yeah. But um. But yeah, this whole album, dude, is and it's still even though I mean, how many albums have they put out? It's still like on on the essential albums of their catalog. I yeah. don't think. I don't think that they they can have captured that uh, magic again. Yeah, they're gonna have a hard time ever topping it. I don't even think they're trying to top it. I don't think they're yeah. you know they're just it's no. such a good. I wouldn't if I was them. I would just continue to make albums that everybody wants, and no matter what you do, everybody. Well, buys this is them. this is this has Hey Johnny Park, Everlong, uh -huh. Hero, uh, yeah. Monkey Wrench, 
Hero's um, another one of those ones. I mean, Hero's been, I mean, it's all been overplayed, but, you know, my hero is like, that also gives you that mm-hmm. feeling too. That yeah. drum beat is just so great. That um, all I associate it with, which is why I've never apprentice. really loved it, is, uh, no, no, oh. honestly, no. Um, it's a fair, fair point, but um, all I've ever associated that song with, which is why I never really oh, liked it, you're gonna say. Vars- Varsity Blues. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, why I don't like that Collective Soul song. Either. <laughs> Just kidding. There's multiple reasons why I don't like any Collective Soul song. Ah, oh, come on. Collective Soul's Oh, good. man, yeah. Yeah, they are, I guess, somebody. <laughs> um, February Stars is another really great one. Yeah. On the album, I February like Stars the one. straight into Everlong. What did you say? Yeah. I even like, I think that might be the one I'm thinking of. The corny ones that are on the album. There's a few. Learn to Fly is on there, isn't it? No, that's on oh, the, that the first one. one. Oh. That might be the one that Taylor Hawkins played. The one with like stacked actors. Yeah. And, um, the Jack Black video. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Um, this was their, like, their second album, I think. Yeah. Their first one, obviously, was all Dave Grohl, right? Like, it was just like he just sat around and made the album. And yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I'll be a band. Um, I was trying to look up when Taylor Hawkins actually started playing on the albums, but trying to I don't think that people, most of the websites, they're just like not looking at it from that perspective. They're looking at it like just him in the band. They don't, I don't think a lot yeah. of people realize like when you get in the studio, your favorite bands, like there's, there's like one guy that like plays like. 80 percent of the album yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think people fully realize that there's i mean obviously that there are exceptions to that like vastly but like hendrix i mean there's a lot of stories of him like going in and like, re-recording, re-recording everything yeah <laughs> man talk about a dick yeah and and to do it to the people who, that were in his band were also dicks you mm-hmm. know what i mean so then go around and be like i know you think you're good but <laughs> I know you're an asshole about the way you play music, but I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that I'm better than you. It's yeah. like that a lot of people don't realize that their favorite songs and their favorite singers are not uh, actually the ones that wrote the music that they're singing. Uh-huh. Um, I remember when I realized or when I found out that uh, this is random, but Fuel, that their guitar player was, <laughs> I was the one like just writing about everything. that. I was just thinking about that when you said that. And the thing that comes to mind is the hemorrhage song. Yeah. About his grandmother dying. Or yeah. Whatever. And it was the yeah. guitarist that wrote all the lyrics. And then yeah. What's his face? Brett, Brett Scallions. Like singing it. That That's, I mean, I guess that would feel weird. I, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he liked his grandma too. I don't know. I love playing Everlong and singing along to it while I'm playing it. And I don't really think like these are Dave Grohl's lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. I just think of it as like, this is fun to sing. And I yeah. like it. Could you imagine? But, I mean, there's, there's plenty of documentary footage of the Foo Fighters, so I'm sure they've talked about this before, of like coming into that band as a drummer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's probably the, it, definitely the greatest living rock drummer. Yeah. And, you know, if not living, not living, that's an arguable thing, too. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely some, the problem, see, you know what, those statements are like, I stand by a lot of those statements, and I think a lot of people 
a lot of older people, well, even people our age, yeah. they'll think they'll be like, John Bonham, you know, or like, or whatever. And what I always want to say to those is like, they had like four albums with him, you know, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but you know what I mean? Like there weren't uh -huh. that many, you know, the Foo Fighters have had like 20. Yeah. Not to mention <laughs> you know? before that he was before in that he's in Nirvana, like, which is like changed the face of music. And, and that's like people will say like Metallica's you know the greatest metal band of all time. And while I might not agree that I that their songs are the best, I think in terms of like just looking at history, yeah, they probably are because they've been around for like thirty five freaking years. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's something that we won't see anymore either. Which yeah. is, you know, like how many of those? There's no bands before the '80s that are really still relevant, right? Not many. Um. The Cure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also arguable that they're even relevant, right? Or, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like, I mean, you can still get on a cruise ship and see like fucking sticks or something. Right. But like, that's not. Yeah. That they're not count. selling out arenas. I can go see sticks and Ario Speedwagon and, and uh, like freaking uh, Peter Frampton. <laughs> Is Aerosmith still touring? I, I, I don't know, man. I they guess were one of those bands. American that, like, Idol anymore. They were one of those bands that like every album they put out, it was just kept like they that's like they kept getting more popular. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were good. I mean, I bought uh Get a Grip. Oh yeah. I thought it was great. But... And that was like twenty five years after they started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they're still I don't know. They didn't <laughs> didn't they like do something where they were rehearsing and locked their drummer out of the thing and like I don't know. fired him that he couldn't get into the rehearsal space so he just left or something i uh, you know it, this past year and a half has really like thrown me off for like yeah. knowing what's going on because like no one's playing anymore mm -hmm. you know no one's playing live so it's like you don't even really know like are these who's still who still yeah. exists i mean that is a bar for me though is is who who is going to stick around and not only stick around, but still make relevant music. And, yeah. and that's not like your greatest hits album or, you know, freaking Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. And there's not, I don't think that's going to happen anymore, at least in rock. I mean, maybe in pop. Yeah. Maybe 20 years from now, Justin Timberlake will still be doing stuff. I don't know, but well, 20 years ago, my favorite bands most of them. There were a handful, obviously. I always tried to find the obscure ones just like everybody else. But like mm -hmm. generally my favorite bands were bands that people knew. Yeah. You know, Weezer and, you mm -hmm. know, whoever. Um now my favorite bands like no one's heard of. And it's not because like I'm obscure and I'm finding like and I'm talking rock. I'm not talking weird electronic stuff. Yeah. Um like because they just aren't popular ones. There's a handful of them, and mm -hmm. Foo Fighters is one of them. But yeah. like other than that, I don't know. Name 10 popular rock bands right now. Yeah, it's not. I mean, not. There certainly aren't, isn't 10 that I would want to listen to. No. I mean, a lot of them are like, you know, weird active rock, you know, niche audience. Like, I don't even know. Five but finger are they, death punch and shit. But are they even popular, though, anymore? Like, I think I mean, so. Like, I think Papa Roach is popular. I don't know. What? Yeah, like I think that they're like making number one hits, but it's on, it's on like charts that they play on the radio yeah. that nobody listens to. Music's just 
fucking weird now but um we're gonna have to put a little e next to this one because i've said fuck <laughs> a lot um but yeah i can't name 10 rock bands that were playing music when i was younger for sure i mean there's green day yeah Foo fighters metallica nickelback i don't know if they're still a band anymore i don't think so uh, when, when we were younger, like, like late nineties, early two thousands, who's still around? You I know? guess Green Day is, I haven't made an album in a while either. Right. Yeah. I Green guess Day, still a band. Trent Reznor. Yeah. Nails. They've been around since the late eighties. I mean, Tool. holy crap. Are they still around tool? I mean, they made an album a couple of years ago, right? I don't know. I don't know what counts as still around <laughs> when he's not like <laughs> squeezing grapes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean nobody's got the the kind of like discography that Foo Fighters have. Not even no. Metallica, probably. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean Foo Fighters have got all these like live ones. I guess Pearl Jam too. Pearl Jam. Yeah. They've, They've got, got a these, massive like, following. I like Pearl Jam. I think they're pretty good. You know, I loved the first couple albums when I was a kid and I grew into and then like vitology came out and i was like meh <laughs> and then um I, and this is this goes for another band too uh and then i stopped listening to him hated him didn't didn't care anymore and then like yield came out and i was like oh god they're just like completely going off the deep yeah. end um and then in the last 10 years i'm like i'm gonna pull that back out again mm -hmm. i'm like ooh, these are good songs i was just yeah. a stupid kid um well, was music same made thing for, for old people same thing for me <laughs> happened after okay computer i didn't mm -hmm. like anything after okay computer now i love uh in rainbows and yeah uh, you do because you like and... all that fucking beeps and boops <laughs> and shit that's all it is yeah. i still don't like the the newer if you want to call it newer the after okay computer radiohead i just can't you know it's it. i don't love it by any means um honestly if you can't, and this is like such a controversial thing to say for so many people, if yeah. you could just take Tom York out of it, I would really enjoy it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's mean, his like, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's, <laughs> you either love it or you don't love it. Um, it's like, dude, just because you're using computers and getting experimental doesn't mean that you can stop singing and just start whining. Like he's like, I'm going to yeah. put a lot of reverb and delay on my voice and just whine. And then people think it's cool. And, hey, and, and, and they, they do. do apparently. Yeah, it's not. It's not my favorite stuff, as opposed to like the Benz or or yeah. Pablo Honey or fantastic albums. Yeah. And he sounds good. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, "Meh, you know, fuck it." Well, and then you got bands like that. I thought we're gonna carry the torch, <laughs> like Muse. That no. turned into just there's a band they're still around yeah um, God, still it's been a long time awful music I, I saw them with the Foo Fighters <laughs> me too I was it, at that show with you yeah at the um the Chili Peppers and yeah, the Chili Foo Peppers. Fighters and Muse and Muse was kind of new I actually saw Muse before that like probably four years before that with Collective Soul new. oddly enough oh Collective Soul another one of my faves yep um man Chili Peppers they're still around yeah. Sorta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess they are. That's so we've named like six. Muse. <laughs> Muse was, I mean, that was 21 years ago. I was 19. When, Dude, I saw Muse in 97. Man. 
That's a long time. That's 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 some. They've been around for a while now. They weren't popular. Yeah, no one but, knew who they were. Yeah, I thought I literally. I remember turning to my. I was with my band. I remember turning to my band and saying to the guys like, "These guys are just a Radiohead ripoff." <laughs> you know, because at the time it was like Pablo yeah. Honey. Uh, you know, uh-huh. actually, it was probably the Benz mm. right around that time. Yeah, and the songs that they were playing were probably like. It was like, like Muscle Museum off. and yeah, what was it Sunburn? Sunburn, yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, Muscle Museum is oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, that was a good well, the, show. That Chili Peppers Foo Fighters show, that was awesome. Yep. Um, because that just, was right after that was the Californication tour, so yep. that was like the Chili Peppers were still pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, they were they're still pretty good. Foo Fighters was playing. Um, I think it was right after like the album with stacked actors and stuff, right? I think, man, I don't, I don't, I kind of want to say it was just right after the color and the shape. Was it? Let me see. Color and the shape was 97. This uh, would have been like 2000. Stacked actors. It was 99 that we went and saw this shit. Yeah. Nothing left to lose came out that year. Yeah. So it, it was either out or not quite out. Yeah. So the only albums they really had were Color and the Shape and Self-Titled. That's pretty crazy. So it was just like nonstop hits. I remember them playing like Hero and Dave Grohl got back on the drums and Taylor Hawkins was on the drums. They were playing it together. Most. Yep. There's not many concerts from that long ago that I remember moments from. Yeah. And that's one of them. Dave Grohl was playing an, expo- an Explorer and uh-huh. was like walking around. He went up, went out and walked around the crowd. Yeah. That. He did. That was awesome. I got yeah. fired from Schlotsky's Deli for going to that show. <laughs> so I told him I was sick. And I went to that oh, show. Man. That's funny. Somebody saw were me there. Were we there together? I, I don't think remember. we were there together. I think we were there separately. We just knew. I don't. Maybe we didn't even know each other. No, either. we knew each other. You know when it was? It was in the in-between time when uh, we had played. And then you guys like stopped calling me because I wasn't good at drums. <laughs> and then you called me again. And you're like, oh, he's better at drums. <laughs> and so we became friends again. The in-between days, yeah. Fucking dick, man. <laughs> um, ruthless, dude. I was a ruthless 18-year-old. You were. You were. It was, you know, nothing I could have done. I just had to live off my drumming merit. I remember when you... I think about this all the time because I, I can't really place where Adam's subdivision was, but I feel like I drive by it a lot. And I think about following you up there and then you stopping before we <laughs> yeah. got there and getting out of the car and coming back to my car and be like, I just want you to know, like our drummer, he's in London right now. And, uh, and we just wanted to play. So like, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to happen with like, you know, and it was just like a big crock of lies. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. I couldn't tell you where that was at all. Like if you, I would have no idea how to get there now. You know, and I went all the time. It's like that. There's a lot of places like that, that I don't, I remember them as a entity, but I couldn't drive there at all. We are way off topic. Yeah, we are. So how do we get to Adam's house? If anybody knows, (laughs) let me know what subdivision that was. It was in Bearden. Well, uh, so Foo Fighters, Everlong, one of the greatest rock songs of all time. 
um, Daniel would argue that it is the greatest rock song of all time. Yes. I could be, I could get on board with that. What's your, what's your, um, like top, top rock songs of all time? Um, excluding this one. Cause we know it's the best one. Just, just personal taste or what I think had the most impact on the world. Do you know what I mean? Personal taste. This personal is purely taste. personal taste. I don't think Everlong has had nearly the impact that like Purple Haze did. Right. <laughs> But I think it's a better song, personally. Personal taste, rock songs. Um, man, I don't know. Like, top, like if I'm not trying to like categorize, I'm just saying just some top ones. I'm yeah. not saying like priority order. Um, I would say probably "In Bloom" by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. Uh, just because it landed at the perfect time for me, and I don't know why. Uh, "Tired of Sex" by Weezer. Oh yeah, I just think it's such a good, that like, is a raw, great song. just like awesome rock song. Um, yeah, that was back I, in the, the the good Weezer days. Pinkerton, man, such that's by that's, far the best. That's one of my favorite albums ever. I mean, if I'm if I'm putting um. If I'm putting them in the rock category, I would say uh, I could name like four by The Cure yeah. that I love. Um, so there's probably, you know, I would say Just Like Heaven because, um, I mean, that's fairly rockish. Um, yeah. I would consider cure, The Cure rock. I mean. Yeah. Fascination Street. Rock um, pop. God, that's a good song, too. Yeah. It's just so good. Um, just like the layers and the and just the orchestration of all of it is so awesome. Um, and I mean, uh, I would say immigrant song. Yeah. Is by far, I mean, it's probably, it's definitely in my like top five rock songs. Of all yeah. Time. That, that one kind of transcends. So, so I think when I think about this, I think about personal taste and also like, if you look at the recipe for a rock song, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that one is there Yeah, to me, it's just a song that doesn't let up. Like yeah. every, every part is written and you can tell they know how to write a friggin' rock song for Um, sure yeah immigrant song that's a good one i think uh i think all along the watchtower the Jimi hendrix version yeah is is up there that's a damn good one for me uh fire by hendrix is up there for me it's just so like um yeah uh, (laughs) he had some good ones oh stone free is a good one too search and uh search and destroy um Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Um, oh yeah, I know you've heard. I know you've heard it. Yeah, um, it's such a good one. Uh, Chili Peppers did a really cool version of it um, on like a the Abbey Road EP. Do you remember that weird uh-huh. album they did? Yeah, um, with the socks on their wangs, <laughs> walking so across Abbey Road. Um, I think they're. I think some of their shit transcends too. I think Under the Bridge is one of the greatest songs written too. I mean, I think Blood Sugar Sex Magic is one of the greatest albums. Hmm. It's it's up there for it's one of those ones along with you know color in the shape and and Pinkerton weird yeah. trio of albums but like yeah there's not there's not really anything bad on it no I mean I listen to those all three of those albums and I'm just like you know, start to finish like no no qualms with any of the songs they're all yeah. awesome kind of lucky I mean I think other generations would argue the same point of how they're lucky they were around when these bands were actually making music but man mm-hmm. that era of music from the early to mid 90s all the way up to the mid 2000s is pretty 
like awesome. Yeah, it's pretty stellar. Yeah. It's a uh, it's it's funny because I think something we've absolutely lost like just so hard is the idea of albums. Oh, yeah. Um the idea of creating uh, an album of work um and the, just looking at it from that perspective from an album perspective mm-hmm. that uh, the even then even going back into like the mid 80s the mid 80s yeah. up through the late 90s like the albums that were created were just spectacular yeah i don't think that's i think that's gone yeah i think it's totally gone at least in popular music genres it's definitely gone from pop yeah it's gone from you know pop in the in the in the loose uh, term of pop they just you know just stuff on the radio yeah. style music um it's definitely gone um it, it's kind it's of funny. a bummer because there are i mean it's it, it was a it was meant to be listened to you know in order and like i mean we obviously don't have as much experience as any of these bands that we're talking about but even just thinking about the order of the songs and, and oh, yeah. putting albums together yourself you know of your own music like there's a there's a thought yeah. process there it's not there's, just like a playlist oh yeah there's an art to it there's a like when do you release certain songs when do you let Mm. people know which one are you going to push you know of the group and then how does that affect the other songs you know in terms of their importance what's what which one's the slow song which one's the dud Mm -hmm. you know you kind of it's almost like you have to have those on your albums and i mean it's like almost like an unspoken truth even the chili peppers for years and years they were like all right is this the song where we're just going to talk and like do nonsense yeah, that yeah, last you know? song, They're Red Hot <laughs> yeah. on Butcher Sex Magic. I mean, what the hell is that? And I think um, every band had that because they had this they had this book basically that they were writing and they're like, all right, I gotta bookend this. You know, I gotta put something yeah. you know, at the end. I gotta I gotta I gotta you can't have an album full of you know, excellent radio hits. Otherwise it's just you kinda like it's like if you go out and you're on like a shopping kick lately and you buy a bunch of stuff uh-huh. and it's whatever you're into at that moment, you know, whether it's clothing or, you know, rock climbing gear or musical instruments, whatever it is, you buy a bunch of them at once for some mm-hmm. reason. And it's almost like they become, you're not even sure like which one is the important one at that yeah, point. Yeah. I know. And it you just, like it you- becomes like, you become like numb to like mm-hmm. how good it all is. So I think that happens with albums. Um, which is why I think musicians, they're like, all right, these four have the formula. There you go. Mm-hmm. You can have those. I'm going to go over here and play with like my weird toys for a minute yeah. and record it. Yeah. And, and when you mention <laughs> yeah. it like that, it's funny. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, I've heard people say this is like, well, if you can write, if you can write living on a prayer, then why are there shitty songs on slippery when wet? You know what I mean? Right. And it's not, right. it's such a subjective thing. Yeah. That when you actually write an album, there are reasons why you like each one of those songs. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And there's like, like, it may not be a radio hit, and you may know that. Um, well, I think some people don't realize that a lot of times you plug, you know, uh, here's an example. You, you plug your guitar in, and you happen to, like, hit a certain effect pedal mm-hmm. or whatever, and you have it dialed in, and you're like, Oh man, that sounds really cool. And you build a song around that. Yeah, just and around song, that or just around a drum beat or j- just yeah. around a riff like Yeah. And and you the only reason that you like that song might be because you fucking love playing that song live because you can play that riff and Right. That's 
good enough reason i think for it to be on an album and yeah it's uh so when it happens that all of them are good or all of them at least in my opinion are palatable palatable yeah or um that's it's few and far between so it's it is three albums for sure and there's some where i know that I know that this isn't a good song or that this isn't like uh palatable to the masses. It's because it's because it's on this album uh-huh. and associated with these other works that I give it like a good solid chance. And I listen to it 300 times and be, and it becomes something I love. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, man, that's just so lost now. Yeah, totally. And you know, it, along those same lines with good albums, you like ebb and flow what is your favorite you know mm-hmm. what i mean at any given moment you can be yeah. like you can come back and be like oh man this part of the song i really like now and yeah. you get into hey johnny park instead of everlong for a while you know there's like you can go back and just keep like picking different things for different eras of your life which i think is pretty cool i've started pushing myself because of these exact reasons to um you know I finally got a turntable and finally started collecting, you know, records. Um, yeah. And that's like one area of my life. Another area is I, I still, I still make a lot of music. I don't release any of it, but I still make a lot of music. <laughs> and, um, and uh, I've been like looking for ways to make music that where I don't have to use the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because it's like super distracting and I want to just like play with instruments. I don't want to like click on crap and use my mouse yeah. and like keyboard. Um, so, and it's the same thing with like listening to records. I don't want the ability to skip. I don't want the ability to like get distracted and like, yeah, you know, jump around and create a playlist. Like I just, I want to put something on and just listen to it as the way they intended and not yeah. get distracted. Um, and I think obviously that's where a lot of people, that's why vinyl's so popular again. Um, but, uh, even though you do yeah, have to I get up it, about 15 minutes in and flip it over. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that part of it. Do you? Yeah. I, um, I appreciate vinyl. I like it. I haven't gotten too into collecting it because of the efficiency of listening to music online. Yeah. I still listen to albums, though. I still don't like skip around. Uh, because I do like yeah. albums. I think we're probably the last generation that's going to care about that. But I, uh, I think I'd probably be more into like a, like a early nineties stereo setup with a CD carousel mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, like big speakers and an amp. Yeah. Tuner. I mean, it's the same, <laughs> same, same concept. You're yeah. just extending it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I got Parker, uh, my son, uh, for anyone who <laughs> doesn't know who that is, um, I, know that. I got Parker a, um, it's like a little Crosley radio with a tape deck, uh-huh. um, for his birthday. And it was like the favorite thing that he got. And, um, mm-hmm. I got him some blank tapes and he can like record stuff off the radio. Oh, that's and cool. I went in there the other day and he was watching a Nirvana concert on his iPad and recording the audio on his tape deck <laughs> and it was just like, You're like why, so, why are you doing that buddy it was so I cool just I was just like, he wanted something physical he wanted like yeah he wanted a physical representation of the music and the stuff that he was you know listening i think that's to fair enjoying. i think yeah. i think that's it sucks that that's gone and yeah. it sucks that that's like for so many reasons it sucks yeah you know it sucks that you don't you can't have this collection of things which i obviously like to gear up and 
collections of stuff anyway but like for sure flipping through my book of cds man that 200 book you know disc yeah. thing that was awesome or um the art that goes along with it and it's just not the same trying to organize your itunes library it yeah. doesn't it doesn't feel the same i feel that way about books too luckily books are i think here to stay for a while but yeah i think there's an inherent um well you know it's the same for music i'm not sure what happened to music um but books you know what i think happened to music is that people the the mass public wants music and wants to like steal it for free mm-hmm. um whereas the mass public does not want to read <laughs> yeah most people so, the, the people that like reading also like bookshops yeah exactly you know? yeah. Um, and they like collecting people that yeah. like i mean the audience for music is i'm sure much broader than the audience for books i so. listen to and i've told you this a million times so i listen to books rigorously uh-huh. um through audible but almost every book that i listen to i end up buying mm-hmm. um the physical copy of it because whether it's just <sighs> that stupid like book trophy mentality or yeah it's something i actually want to go back and reference which i have many times mm-hmm. um uh, I just like, yeah, I just like having the physical copy of the Which book. Which is weird because that's a, a, one of the few instances where that's easier to, mm-hmm. to like flip through a book and find a certain spot than to try to go on your timeline to find that mm-hmm. spot and it, mm-hmm. that it was read to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it For has sure. page numbers, I'm sure they do. I don't, I only listen to Audible when I'm on trips, like road trips. I've also found that books, uh, I've changed the kinds of books that I enjoy buying as, a, as I've gotten older. Yeah. Um, I enjoy a lot of books with like a lot of like, like reference, like, uh, mm. like I'll buy books on like synthesis or like, you know, music or guitars or whatever. Like JavaScript like, for dummies. No, not necessarily that. <laughs> uh, more like, yeah, more like, uh, lots of pictures and like start yeah. to, I started to appreciate the people that are like going and like setting up and creating these awesome pictures that i get to flip through and like i didn't used to like appreciate that when i was younger so yeah man when well, did we stop talking about the food fighters <laughs> it's awesome it's great i, I think uh i think this is it i think we're done i think we've ended the conversation about everlong i do it, it was you know it's it, i like that these that these uh podcasts start with a song and morph into whatever that might remind us of to talk about <laughs> um as we continue through the hour yeah uh, i think it's i think it's fitting that the that song made us talk about like legendary bands and the the like slow diminishing of tangible Music. right <laughs> yep <laughs> it is what it is um on that note yeah. um i'm gonna say thanks for listening uh we'll be back next month with a new song um, oh, that i'm pick. gonna be i'm gonna be picking uh where i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna go out on the limb we're gonna go we're gonna go a little crazy oh yeah um yeah oh so, man you got any hints um i'm probably gonna completely leave the rock genre altogether for, okay. for an episode so um even even with the a couple of the other ones we still sort of like hovered in the rock genre i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna leave it (laughs) have i ever heard it um yeah oh man okay yeah i have heard Um, it it's not rock (laughs) all right 
So, uh, until next time, we uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, yeah, you know what? Keep tuning in. Go listen to the color and the shape. Absolutely. And listen yeah. to Everlong in the dark. Do by it. yourself. Candles. Lotion. Peace. Everlong. <laughs> All right. Peace out.